Good morning, Bill. Um, I just had two here. Um, going back over the game, um, I just know you guys prepare for everything, so I'm sure the tempo that the Dolphins started the game with offensively, you know, wasn't any surprise. I was, so I was just sort of curious where you th saw the problems were with um, just defensively handling that, because I know that obviously wasn't the way you guys would want to start defensively. Yeah, I don't think that was as big a problem as just, you know, the way the plays were played. And then um, after the game, Damian Harris said he was accountable for his fumble when he was speaking with us, and he said he was ready to move on. Um, I know for coaches, sometimes there's a process of holding players accountable by reducing playing time. Um, how do you approach a situation like that with Damian moving forward? Well, there's a lot of things all of us could have done better in the game, so I think we all need to improve on the errors that we're responsible for and do a better job next week. Next question, Chris Ryan, followed by Henry McKinnon. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, did you see this as being mostly, you know, execution? I mean, you talked about the effort being where you kind of wanted it to be. Was this was this just execution across the board, or did you see other other issues specifically? Yeah, I don't think I said the efforts where I wanted to be. I said I thought we played hard and gave good effort, but there's certainly a lot of room for improvement in every area by all of us. So that's what we're going to focus on. And just want to ask about the tight end play as well. I mean, I know you mentioned everyone, meaning everyone, but just your initial impressions of seeing Janu and also uh, Hunter on the field together um, and, and the potential that those those two have. Yeah, well, I mean, they're both good players, but I think, again, we all we all need to do a better job. There's not anybody that, that falls outside of that category. So that's what we'll work on. Next question, Henry McKinnon, followed by Mike Reese. Morning, Bill. Um, right. I was wondering about uh, Mac Jones, whether after you had some time to, to look at the film, whether you had a little more uh, had more thoughts on how he played, particularly, you know, as the as the second half rolled on, where it seemed like maybe he was finding a rhythm, passing. Yeah, I mean, I I keep, you know, I don't want to keep being redundant here, but it, it's all really the same. Um, you know, we did some good things in the game. I mean, we certainly had our opportunities, um, but you know, we didn't do enough in any area. Uh, to have the results that we want and so there's a lot of room for improvement for all of us coaches players whatever position you want to name whatever player you want to name i mean everybody did enough good things to give us an opportunity and put us in position and we were competitive and you know had our chances um but in the end we weren't able to take advantage of them and capitalize on them so we all have a lot of work to do in terms of you know finishing those opportunities and getting the results we want. So, I mean, I don't know how any, any other way to put it. It's the same for everybody. There's not like one player cost us a game and somebody else won the game for us and all that. Like, that's just not what happened. If I could ask one more, um, 
Nelson Aguilar was limited all week, and um, I, I think he was having some limitations, you know, in training camp. So what does it say about his ability to prepare um, that he was able to, you know, contribute in the way, you know, even, even with those limitations of practice? Yeah, well, I mean, that's just, that's the National Football League, and I'm sure that situations like that come up on every team, and we'll, we've had them with other players, and we had them with him, and we'll have them, everybody will have them. So that's part of being a professional and doing what you can do, and and not focusing on what you can't do, but preparing on, for what you can do, and then when the other things fall into place, then, then you go out and play. So... Next question, Mike Wings, followed by Andrew Kellyan. So we, we got our first look of um, Durant, the offensive tackle, who you guys had got from the Chiefs there. I, I don't even think we had a chance to ask you about him since you acquired him. Um, what is it about him that you guys wanted to work with? And I guess, that yeah, what, what is it about him that made you want to go get him? Oh, well, we think he'll have a chance to contribute. And it hasn't been here long. We'll see how it goes. And and uh, and just sort of along those lines, with him getting in the game late there, um, I, I was curious. Like on something like that, you had a couple options when you lose Trent after the first series. Is it you could like Mike has played out there, and you could get Ted. But if you don't practice that way during the week, is that something like what is the consideration? I guess is what I'm asking with how you juggle it and how much is that contingent on how you practice leading up to the week when you're juggling things around like that all right well of course ultimately we want to do what's best for the team and so whatever all the considerations are we we take those into account and and try to make the decision we feel like is best for the team so there there are multiple considerations um but in the end, the decisions we make are the ones we feel that are best. Next question, Andrew Callahan, followed by Mark Jones. Uh, Bill, I wanted to ask you about the kind of shift you made mid-game from running more 11 versus 12 personnel. And I don't know if you saw anything, um, you know, that uh, kind of drove those struggles when things seem to open up when you transition a little bit more to 11 was there any commonality there with the success you had going with more with three receivers yeah we used multiple groups in the game and and um you know i mean honestly we, we were able to move the ball and with a number of different types of plays and people in the game we just you know, didn't result in enough points um, and enough efficiency, and but again, we can hopefully build on the positive things that we did, and if we can eliminate some of the, the problems and, and negative plays, then we'll be a lot better off. Whatever group that is, doesn't really matter. Uh, one more for me, just I know you've talked in the past, um, going way back, just about when you face it, uh, an NFC divisional opponent you see once every four years, is it part of the offseason dedicated to getting more familiar with them, understanding obviously there's a lack of familiarity. Is that true also for divisional opponents like the Jets coming up here when you have a new coaching staff, a lot of new players? Is there a segment of the offseason dedicated to a similar process? 
Yeah, well, of course, there's limited information this year. So whatever other information we can, um, games we can study or, or whatever else we can, can find out about a division opponent that we play early in the season, then, yeah, of course, we would try to do that. Next question, Mark Daniels, followed by Michael Hogan. Hey, good morning, Bill. Just uh, on the penalties, I mean, obviously you don't coach players to uh, get penalties in games, but when you have a game like you did, eight penalties, what adjustments, if any, do you and the coaching staff make to correct some of those issues? Yeah, well, well, we'll continue to address it. Um, you know, we've, we haven't been a highly penalized team. We don't want that. And hopefully we'll, we'll have few of them going, fewer of them going forward. So hopefully we can do a better job of coaching it and, and players have to make decisions. And you know, it's a fast game and there's a lot happening there, but hopefully we can certainly eliminate some of the um, plays that don't involve that, penalties that don't involve that, and use good judgment on, on our playing style and make good decisions. Looks like the last two questions will be Michael Hurley and Phil Perry. Hi, Bill. I just had a, another question on the penalties. I was just curious when a game ends and you see the numbers, eight penalties, 84 yards, do you see it as a collective or is there like an itemization, whether it's, you know, mental error, physical error, maybe something, a missed assignment led to a hold on an un, unblocked pressure, things like, are, is it separated or is it just kind of one group, 884 too many? Yeah, well, again, there's a lot of different types of penalties that can come up in the game, and, you know, I think there are different different points on each one. But, yeah, in the end, it's it's too many. The ones that are easily preventable, we need to prevent. Um, you know, again, football's a fast game, and, you know, sometimes things happen in are close calls, and that's what it is. But as much as we can obviously play within the rules and not commit unforced errors. Um, that's what we always try to do. I didn't see a lot of penalties that were caused by mental errors out there, but whatever the cause is, we, we've got to try to commit fewer of them. And last question, Phil here. Hey, Bill, I'm wondering if you learned anything about Mac from a toughness standpoint yesterday. Obviously, he's not getting hit in practice. Uh, the opportunities for him to get hit in preseason aren't that extensive. Um, so did you learn anything about him and how he handles getting hit, picking himself up, and, and continuing to play yesterday? Yeah. Well, you know, he's played in preseason games and, and practice and so forth, so... Yeah, I mean that's part of football. If you, play, if you play that position, play any position. That's part of football. Thank you, coach. Thanks, everyone. Great, thank you.